0: The Insane Transformation Podcast A Paint by Numbers approach to service design and innovation. 5.28 a.m. on a Tuesday. Good morning. Welcome to the podcast. I am in the lab. I was actually just about to get started with some work, and then I thought, you know what? The technique I'm about to use would be a great tool to share on the podcast. So before I jump into work, I thought I'd get some of this out to you, the listeners. So we'll talk today about creativity, and about how to come up with ideas. W- where do the ideas come from? And I'm gonna share one tool that I was literally just about to use. I use this tool quite often. It's, it's one of my favorites. It's called Focal Objects. So a, a lot of people, when they're getting into that creative mode, they, they really get stuck you get stuck generating ideas and coming up with crazy off-the-wall solutions and things like that. This is a way to break down some of that inertia. It it will allow you to create some completely off-the-wall solutions, but also some really brilliant solutions. This is something that also works well for writers. If you're trying to come up with new plot lines or if you're trying to come up with new objects or changes in the characters or abilities or things like that, it's, it's quite powerful. But it's also really useful in service design, even product design for that matter, but service design or process design. So quite a good tool. So we're talking about focal objects. Focal objects originally started, uh, I think it was called um, method of catalog or ca- method of catalogs, method of catalog by a gentleman by the name of Kunze. I believe that was how you said And then there was, it was later sort of changed into what we call it today, which is focal objects, or maybe it was focal objects methodology or something like that by an American named Whitting. And uh, originally, so originally this starts around the early 20s and then it kind of takes shape over the next sort of 30 years or so. I didn't come across this tool until I was doing my, I think, second year of, maybe it was third year, it might have been third year of TRIZ, so again, TRIZ is the Theory of Inventive Problem Solving. So, when I was doing my third year of TRIZ, I got introduced to something called Creative Imagination Development, and I, I learned this through Valerie Suchkov, so he's one of my mentors in this space. And it's always nice when you've been in a space for a long time and you can meet people who are able to teach you new tools, new activities, new approaches, share things with you that, even though you've been doing something for a long time, can actually help improve your process or accelerate your process. And for me, that's very much how my relationship with Valerie has been. He's been someone that's been quite influential, absolutely amazingly profound in the development of my own career. So this comes out of the creative imagination development suite of tools that he delivers, at least that's how I was introduced to it. And, and I use this quite a bit now in process design and service design, but it's really, I mean, you, you can do this in your personal life. You can use this with coming up with ideas for projects for your kids. It's it's something you can use all the time. So it's quite it's quite easy to use. It's quite fun to use, and it's it's as simple as jumping on your jumping in your bookshelf or flipping open a magazine that's sitting on your coffee table, and just picking a few random words. All right. So let's let's see how this works. So you'll you'll typically start with say a a process or a service or some object that you want to change or you want to modify. Okay, so let's let's start with an object and then I'll give you a service design example or process design example. Whatever random thing pops in my head. So if you take a if you take a an object, I'm gonna I'm just gonna use a coffee cup because I have a coffee cup in my hand. And this coffee cup actually I got in Belarus last time I was in Minsk. So I'm I'm holding a very warm White coffee cup, and on the side of that coffee cup it says "I heart Belarus." Okay, <laughs> actually, funny story. For a long time, I was calling it Belarus, um, and then I met someone, and they're like, "Belarus, Belarus, where's Belarus?" And I'm like, "You know, Belarus, you know, capital Belarus, Minsk, you know, near Russia," and they said, "Belarus." Yeah. Anyway, was not very well traveled in my youth. Anyway, um, so Belarus. I don't know how funny that was. Probably not funny at all. But anyway, it's funny to me at the time and a little bit embarrassing. So, I'm holding this cup in my hand. So, you start with an object and you'll call this your focal object. And typically, what we want to do is we want to make a change to this thing, to this object, or we want to make an improvement to this object. And there's a couple ways that you can come at it. You can... You can look at the object itself and then you can say what function does this object deliver? So what is the thing I'm getting? What is it modifying? What is it doing? And you might say in the case of this cup, the function that it's delivering is it's, uh, again, I might be just taking the handle, I could be taking the whole cup itself, but I might say that the function of this cup is to deliver or to contain a hot liquid for me. Okay, so that's the purpose of this cup, but the function is all always, um, or also to allow me to drink from this liquid, so I need to be able to pick it up, put it to my mouth, and then drink it. But you could also take the cup and you could look at some features. Okay, what are some features of this cup? Well, it has a certain opening on the top of the cup. Um, that's a feature of this cup. It is made out of um, some what is it i don't know baked what do you what do you make these things out of definitely not clay right so i don't know ceramic or something <laughs> um and it's got a glossy sheen on the outside it's got a the handle uh, i can fit i don't know can i fit four fingers in here maybe three fingers no three fingers in in the handle so that's a feature of the handle it sticks out it's got a certain size it has a certain positioning a certain balance a certain weight so you can look at the features of the cup and you can target those features. You can target um, you know, the, the color of the cup, anything you want. Okay. So when you pick your objects, you can think about the object itself, you can think about all of the objects within, say, a group of objects. So you can talk about all cups, you can talk about all coffee cups, right, like that. Or you can take functions or you can take features, okay? So once you identify your object, and again, let's just say for the moment that you haven't done any sort of, you haven't created a causal landscape diagram, you haven't done any causal analysis, you're looking at this cup and you're asking yourself, I wonder if I can come up with a cooler way, a crazy way to design a cup, or just a different way to design a cup. So maybe that's where you're at. So you don't have to necessarily have a negative thing that you're trying to fix. You can, you can simply be trying to modify something, okay? So that's your focal object. Now once you have your focal object, now I, I've seen this done many different ways, and I've tried many different ways myself, but the way that I like to take the next step is, rather than sort of just generating objects, I really like to go to the bookshelf, so I think it's actually called the bookshelf method. So I like to go to the bookshelf, and pull out a book, and then you open that book. Now, I I like to use, usually uh, fiction books are good for this. I Like, if I pull out a psychology book, it's not, I mean, you can still find objects, but it's a bit weird. But I'll pull out like a Lord of the Rings, you know, or Harry Potter or something like that. But you just need a book that contains objects. It doesn't have to be objects. It could be, be, um, you know, if you were looking at, different processes or different services and things like that. You could do that as well. But let's just start with nouns, okay? So you open up the book and you, at random, just flip to a page, put your finger on it, and is it an object, yes or no? So you you flip open a book and actually I'll do it right now. All right. So the, the book that was in reach, which is actually the book that I'm reading now, is a book by Chris Jepsen. It's called Inconceivable. So I will open this book up, and I'll find a page. Let's just open up to a random page. And okay. Oh, geez. All right. So I, I'm i on Chapter 34, page 125, first sentence here, and the, the last word in the sentence is bombs. Okay? So that's the first word. All right, let's go find something else. Bombs. And I'll flip again to... And I'm just running into a couple of random words here. Table. Okay, so I've got bombs, I've got table, and let's pick another one. And Okay, well that's gonna be a weird one. I'm just trying to pick a couple that are gonna de- that are gonna give us something fun to play with. chain. All right, here we go. So we've got Bombs, we've got Chain, and we've got Table. All right, so now we just repeat that process that we used before. Now I can either take the features of any one of those objects, I can take the functions of any of the component parts of the object, or the function of the object itself, what we'd call the system itself. And normally you just make a list, right? So you would say table. What are let's look at some of the features of a table. Well, it can support weight. Um, the table that I'm looking at has two legs, and those two legs have kind of a it's an H-shaped bracket. It's um, it's fairly wide on top. It's it can move up and down, so it's electric. It can it's height-adjustable, okay? So those are a few examples, right? So then you would do the same thing with chain or with bomb. We can take chain, you know, chain could be something that it's, you could say it's um, strong, it's made out of metal, it uh, has several links, it can, you know, you can even talk about again functions, it can bind, it can pull, it can hold, you know, so you list a bunch of the different things that the chain can do, the features of the chain, the functions of the chain, etc. And then we go back to our object, all right? So again, I'm holding my I love Belarus cup, and what you can start to do now is import either the features or the functions or both of any one of those random objects. <laughs> if you want to take bomb, you could take bomb as well. I mean, I I just thought of something with bomb, well, you, know, like ga- you know, like a gag, you um, know, like a gag cup, you know, maybe it. Um, Maybe when someone goes to pick up the cup, it explodes. Maybe the cup doesn't explode, but the liquid inside of the cup explodes outward and you know splashes all over the person. But geez, you wouldn't want to do that with a hot cup of coffee, would you? I mean, it'd have to be with like a cup of you know cold water or something anyway. But you see how the, these ideas kind of come to your head, right? Well, come to my head anyway, maybe not <laughs> maybe not everybody else. So let's go back to the table one. So a couple of things that I mentioned were, it is supported by in uh, two legs with an H base or an H frame leg, and it goes up and down. I mean, maybe you can you can look at something like that. What if the base of the cup didn't actually sit on a normal cup base, coffee cup base? Maybe it actually sat on, or maybe it can sit on two legs. So the base has changed. Maybe the the liquid instead of the liquid as you drink it, obviously going lower and lower within the cup, if the base of the cup, the inside of the base of the cup, is, um, let's put a gravity component to it. So let's say that there is a weight and a gravity component here. As I drink the cup, or sorry, I don't drink the cup, do I? Well, you might, I don't know. But let's say as I drink the liquid within the cup, the inside base, so the base with inside the cup, actually lifts. So maybe the liquid level appears constant, right? So if if the liquid level is one inch down from the inside of the lid, and then I take a drink, the bottom of the inside of the cup lifts up, and the liquid level stays the same, and the liquid level might stay the same until the point where I consume everything that's in the cup. I don't know why you would do that. It's just maybe a cool thing to do. It always looks full, right? It always looks full until you finish it. So maybe there's an optimism angle that you can put on there. Um so that's that's one example. What about with the chain? Well, I mean, you, you can take physical characteristics again as well, and you can say, well, a chain, I can take the actual links of a chain. Like I can I can make a cup, and let's say the cup doesn't have to be made out of whatever this cup is made out of, I can make it out of, let's say, mild steel or stainless steel, if I want, and and the handle itself can be a chain link. It can be a single link, like a D-link, or I can have multiple links. Or what if the actual cup itself, the outside of the cup, is made from chain links that are wrapped in a circle? You know, some, you, you see a lot of Folks that have a, well, maybe maybe you don't, but there there are lots of people out there that have, or you'll see this in films sometimes, there'll be a guy, or sometimes a gal, but there'll be a guy or a gal with a, a like a gun, like a, a link of bullets that's tattooed on their arm or something, so it's kind of like that look and feel. Um, so like a belt-fed weapon would have a whole bunch of different, bullets attached to it. You could do the same thing with it with a chain, right? So they're just linked around the cup. Um, so that's a good way to do it. So that's an example with a physical object, right? So again, what we're talking about is you take the object itself, that's your focal object, the one you want to play with, you pick at random. And again, you can generate these from your head. I just like to sort of take, maybe it's the lazy person's way, I don't know, <laughs> but it seems to work really well for me. So I'll open up a book, I'll pick up a book, like I said, Inconceivable, and I'll just find an object at random. And it has to be that book. It has to be Chris Jepson's book. (laughs) No, it doesn't. Um, But anyway, so you pick up a book and you just pull a few random objects. Again, you take the features of the function. Now, what would this look like if we were talking about a service or a process? What would look exactly the same, only you'd be playing with some transactional system or some transactional environment. And obviously, you might have some combination of physical and conceptual objects. So what's a conceptual object? Well, a conceptual object could be simply like, could be some piece of data, right? It's not a physical object. It could be an action like I type into a field, right? The field is a conceptual object. So if you're going to design for a process or a service, you're going to be dealing with both physical and conceptual objects. So just keep that in mind. Now, when you go to when you go to the bookshelf, that means then that you can also use either physical or conceptual objects in your creative imagination development. You can you can bring in let's say driving as an example you know you can bring in a kilometer you can bring in something like that and you can incorporate it so you flip in the you flip open the book and you put your finger on driving and maybe that's one of the um, the objects that you bring in so let's take an example here let's say because I was playing with the language app early this morning I'll use a language app as the one I want to play with I'll jump back into my book So, hey Mr. Jepson Let's see what we've got. All right, so okay, this is really good. We'll take gambling. This is going to be an interesting one. And okay, and reminder that'll work. So these are these are three really cool ones. So driving, gambling and reminder. So again, we'll do the same thing now for each of those conceptual objects you want to take either the feature or the function, right? So reminder. So for me, when I think of reminder, uh, a couple things that come to mind are there's something that's time-based. Maybe I'm getting an auditory or a visual cue. So if I've got a a mobile device, and something is popping up on that mobile device at a certain time to tell me to do something or to take some action. So I've got that one. If we take gambling, gambling's pretty cool. Gambling could be I'm wagering something, so I'm I'm risking a coin or a heart or a diamond or a life or whatever. And let's say I'm using like, because I'm playing with a language app. Well, I don't want to come to the language app yet. We'll come to the solution, but I'm wagering something, so I'm going to risk five of something to win, you know, ten of something or twelve of something, right? And there's a thrill to that. There's some excitement that comes to that but there's a risk-reward element that comes in with the gambling. Let's think about um, driving. So for me, the first couple things that popped ahead, pop into my head are uh, transportation. So moving from A to B, transportation of myself from A to B, transportation of an object from A to B, physical transportation, but it could be conceptual transportation as well. So again, you'll rattle off some different features and functions that come to mind. Now let's see if we can put these together. So we're talking about a language app and we can be, we can take the, let's start with gambling. We can take, let's say you're using like an index card function. So like you're you're trying to remember words and you've got 10 words that you are playing with and you're trying to remember. And you can... Let's say you can make a a, a risk or, or not a, or a risk. Let's say you can make a wager at the start of using those index cards. So let's say you've got five coins, and if you get a hundred percent recall of the of the index cards, then you win X number of coins. And maybe what you can do is, as you build up coins, it unlocks new features or unlocks new words or something like that. Or you can simply share your your quantity of coins with your community or something like that. So there's a, there's a risk element there, a wagering element there. What about um, reminder? Reminder's a cool one. So we can, we can take the idea of a reminder in time, and we can say, I want to set a reminder in time for, say, 11 a.m. that tells me to use the application or to perform some task within the application at a certain time. So again, if I'm using a mobile device, then that reminder pops up and tells me to do XYZ. I, I can go. I I can take that with the transport. I can take that with the transportation or driving piece. Notice I've, I've already started to go into um, abstraction. So I've gone from driving to transportation. Cool, how that works, huh? So. I can take this driving piece and, again, because I've already abstracted it, but I'm, I'm shifting from A to B, I'm moving something from A to B. What if there was a phrase that I was working on? So let's say I'm working on something like, Guten Tag, wie geht es dir? And I'm taking that phrase and I use the reminder component and what I do is, because I want to practice that phrase, I set a reminder on my mobile device. And again, maybe I'm using uh, some type of wearable that provides the reminder to me. So I can set the reminder at, say, 10 a.m. And at 10 a.m., the visual cue that I'm going to get is that phrase, which is, you know, Guten Tag, 8 sd or something like that. And at that specific time, it pops up, and I can use the reminder for that phrase on the language app at that time. Okay, so anyway, obviously this is a fast, I'm I'm going pretty quick here just for time's sake, but you can see how we can take either physical objects or conceptual objects or a combination of those two, we can take the features or the functions of an individual object and basically put them onto or attach them to or change our focal object But you can also take multiple objects and you can put them together and you can take features of or a combination of features or a feature from one and a function from another and you can attach those to or modify your initial object, your focal object. So, what do you think? That's pretty cool. This is something, again, you can use in your personal life, you can use with work, you can use it when you're going into solution ideation, you can use it if you're stuck and you're trying to overcome something But the point I want to make is there are a ton of different ways that we can come at creativity to create lateral thinking, to get us out of that rut, whatever rut we're in. And you can see how I've just come up with some pretty, well, I mean, I think the reminder one's a pretty cool idea. And I literally just came up with it by jumping into this book that I'm reading, pulling out a few random conceptual objects, and then, well, even the physical objects as well and then finding the features and functions and then putting them together. Anyway, hope this is helpful. I hope you're doing some amazing stuff in your own life, in your own creative life, in your own innovation life. And uh, hopefully this gives you some traction or maybe helps you come up with something cool and exciting in the next session that you're having. Anyway, enjoy the rest of the day. Happy innovating, and I'll see you soon.